When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Well, what dressing is so good that it would make Jason Sudeikis lay down in front of a moving car? That is the question we will attempt to answer here on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. And uh, we were we got the special dressing. Yes. Okay. So a lot of the world has been talking about Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles. And then we were talking about this story about Olivia Wilde cheating on her husband, Jason Sudeikis, with Harry Styles, thanks to some dirty gossip dropped by a nanny allegedly supposedly yesterday and in that conversation we read that the nanny who by the way wants not Fran Drescher not Fran Drescher wants to remain anonymous oh that's nice Mm -hmm. but she's not keeping this story anonymous she says that a suspicious Jason Sudeikis blew up after discovering Wilde's budding relationship with one Harry Styles on his Apple Watch. Mm. We heard that headline, right? But right. then there was also this anecdote wherein things apparently escalated when he found Wilde was making her signature salad dressing for Harry Styles mm. in the kitchen. Oh. In the kitchen. With a whisk. There were some texts apparently <laughs> between the nanny and Sudeikis wherein he expresses his shock saying, took her salad and the dressing and left. And uh, then he goes on to say, um, let me see if I can find that. Uh, it doesn't matter. She has a special salad dressing that she makes for us. This is allegedly Jason Sudeikis saying to the nanny in a text that Olivia Wilde makes a special salad dressing for him and the children. And she's taken it to have with him now. And so we read that anecdote, right? Yeah. And the world was like, okay, this is this is drama. This is a lot of drama. I was not expecting the salad dressing. Well, one of our listeners by the name of Phil, a regular. Hi, Phil. Uh, my talker Phil reached out on the Insties and sent me a screen cap alleging, purporting to be that very salad dressing. And I've taken that recipe and in my very own kitchen concocted it, brought it into the world. There it is. It's in my protein shaker because I don't have, like, I'm not buying a separate salad shaker. I was going to no. say, that sounds like a, a Aquanet pan. That's actually a great way to mix up your uh, your vinaigrette. Right? It's, yeah, it's that's a nice what we little do at pro our tip. House. Hints from Halloween. Yes, you've got the whisk self-contained. Yes. Um, yeah, that's what we do at our house. So I don't think that's weird, but what I do think is weird. Oh, you know what I just realized? I don't have a receptacle for... Uh, the dressing, so it's going to be hard for me to try it. But. Well, you can try uh, this one. Just leave me one, okay? Because um, I don't need to sample several items. Okay. I'll pour it on the thing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pour it on me. Hey, <laughs> and then I'll pour it on you. Okay, and then I'll pour some dressing on Holly. Yeah, get it. Um, but this In the dressing, name of love. I'm I'm just now trying to pull this up because 
Instagram has changed how you read things. And I don't know where, where do I get, oh, here's my messages. Okay, because I wanted to give you the actual recipe. Oh, good, thank because you. Because I wanted you to react. Oh my God, it's not available! <gasps> Rude! But I know what it is because okay. I took a screen cap. Okay, good. Good. Because I'm. this is not my first rodeo. Well, we, yes, we've learned that things disappear, especially important things. Well, also, Insta stories just disappear. Oh, okay. Day, I thought so. maybe it was like some sort of proprietary uh, recipe. No, that... but this is what I want you to react to. Olivia okay. Wilde's recipe. Okay. For se- uh, Now, you wonder, how did we find out the secret how recipe? How did we find out the secret recipe? Because apparently she shared this recipe on, the, on a Food Network show once upon a time, and it's on the Food oh. Network website salad and vinaigrette now the salad i didn't make i just made Thanks. the vinaigrette that's fine because i didn't have any uh, what Kalamata is in her olives. salad can i ask it's kalamata olives crumbled feta cucumbers and uh, greens Ooh, and wow that's ass salad inventive not ass salad well it is kind salad. of ass salad <laughs> because just... i would put some onions in there right? i would have so there i would decorate with onion. some other stuff yes It'd be real good anyway here's so the special enough here's the vinaigrette okay Two tablespoons red wine vinegar, mm-hmm. one teaspoon Dijon mustard. I'll post this on our a website later so you don't have to stop the car and write things down. Good. Uh, did I say one teaspoon Dijon mustard? It's like a two to one ratio red wine to mustard. Yep, Dijon. Yeah. One then? teaspoon honey, a pinch of kosher salt, one clove garlic, finely chopped, Okay. and olive oil for emulsifying. I just took that to mean what I do with every one of my vinaigrette recipes. I do a one for one because mm-hmm. I like the combo. I do too. Some people do like a two to one vinegar to olive oil, but you do you. I did a one to one. So two tablespoons of uh, olive oil. Can I tell you something? Or actually, no, I take that back. I think I only did one tablespoon. I don't know. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. We're still going to get the vibe. But I think I did I, one tablespoon olive oil. Can I tell you something? I make I this it. exact dressing. This is every vinaigrette. Without, I just don't put honey in it, but everything else, I don't understand. I don't, what is, I don't understand. I, I mean, made, I understand. But, I made oh, this two weeks ago. Yeah. No, this is like a regular at our house. Yeah. Even uh, with the honey. Here, let me dip. I got my cubes mm-hmm. right here. Oh, yeah. It has well, a nice look to it. Now we're doing the taste test of Olivia Wilde's no, Set I'm good. You signature salad dressing to see whether or not go we okay. would be emotionally devastated if somebody made it for somebody else. Yeah, that yeah. we would be emotionally devastated enough that yeah. we would lay in traffic. Okay, here to comes make Brad. the salad oh, come back. Thank you. So I got to be honest. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm smell. It smells like a smells like a honey mustard. It has a. It has a mustard hue. I, again, honey mustard. I make this without the honey all the time. Just yeah. like, and I put it actually on asparagus. It's honey so mustard, good. right? Yeah. Okay. Very, this is basically honey mustard. There it this is, is on Olivia the Wilde's secret okay. relationship uh, drama filled salad dressing. Mm-hmm. I'll go in. Okay. Tell me mm-hmm. what, you're, what you're tasting. I taste honey mustard. I did put a lot of garlic. Mm-hmm. I don't see any garlic. Oh, yeah, I do. I got garlic chunks yeah, it's on good. mine. Mm-hmm. That's a nice surprise. Is it good? It's good. Yeah. It's again. I'm not saying it's not good. You did a great job preparing it, Bradley. Oh, Thank yeah. you. That's good. Do I? Do I feel? Do I want to lay down in front of a car? For no. This? No, I'm not going to risk death. I mean, for this dress. Somebody said to me in the hallway. Mm-hmm. Do you think it was like she was referring to something else? Mm. 
But I was like, no, because he said it was for her, for him and his kids. Like, you don't. Yeah, you don't. It's not a euphemism. It's not a euphemism for nasties. Mm-mm. You um, want my special. Ew, what? Did you eat it, Bradley? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It just tastes like, like a really vinegary honey mustard. Yeah. It's fi- It's good. It's great. I mean, like, I would eat a salad with that all over it. Sure. But. Also. I don't. Know, it's a little too much vinegar, maybe. Mm-hmm. Which is weird because I love vinegar. Mm. You're part of the tang gang. I'm, a, I'm a, <laughs> the tang gang. Mm-hmm. And the, the tang pickle. gang loves the pickle vinegar. Bossy. The pickle bossy. No, I just. Um, <laughs> I, okay, so here's what I tried to do uh, as a like. Um, what I tried to do is think about like what that special recipe would be at my house. Yeah. That would be offensive to my husband if I were like. I'm going and yeah, I'm taking it. Yeah, what's the recipe it. in your house that your husband would lie under a vehicle for? Probably, like, I make, uh, I, I almost always make noodles from scratch because my kids love that. Oh, sure. So, like, roll out the noodles, do the whole thing, so dry home, them, a home Colleen's cooked. homemade noodles. Yeah, like, maybe if I were like, I'm going to go make noodles for another man, my husband would be like, don't do it. Right. But yeah. also I'm having a hard time with that scenario. I, also, I'm more concerned with like you sharing your noodle with another man. That's what I would say to my partner. Yeah. Please don't share your noodle. Like if you want to make him your signature dessert, that's fine. Just don't give him your noodle. Yeah. So that's sort of how I feel about it. It's like feed people whatever you want to feed them. It's food. Food is love. Holly, but it's not <laughs> sexual love. Uh, what's the recipe that Chip would would uh, place himself under your uh, vehicle? Nothing. For. Literally nothing. Really? No. Really? What about... But not even your yummy meatballs? I don't, yummy meatballs, you can go and get that on the internet. That's fine. Okay. They're is not it special. Is like something you... Like when you rub his feet? Ew. Or... I'm just saying, like, is there a thing <laughs> that your husband would feel very animated to stand up? Like and, that was his. Like that's my that's thing. That's mine, lady! <laughs> <laughs> Ew. I know. That's the <laughs> problem with this entire story. I know. See, it's hard to really relate to. Also, the dressing yeah. is nothing special. No. My dressing, my vinaigrette, I would I, I would not put myself under a vehicle for any man. Thank Mm-mm. you very much. But uh, I like my dressing better. I'm sure your dressing is better. I, yeah. I, I mean, don't, I'm not a huge mustard person. Yeah. So I am, and I I actually I make that without the honey because I like the well I like the tang I'm you part like of the, the tang, tang gang too yeah. tang and um, <laughs> but I like to and I put it just on like all kinds of different veggies and it's yummy yummy but not like I also do you know I only did one, two to one on mm-hmm. I always do a one to one I should have done that on this because I like an oilier yeah vinaigrette yeah mm-hmm. I don't like it to be so wet. I don't know. That didn't feel very special. Well, maybe that was the key. Well, here's the thing. Maybe there is an ingredient she did not include for the um, True. Food Network version of her salad vinaigrette dressing. Mm-hmm. But Or maybe, or maybe, or maybe the nanny is not telling the truth. That's entirely possible. But I feel like we got to the bottom of something. Yeah. Thank you for making that dressing. Hey, anytime. Something. I mean, I had all the ingredients in my house, so yeah. I figured, why not? Why not? Together. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, apparently Kanye is having quite a struggle, to say the least. Bradley Trainer is going to give us all the details after this on My Talk 1071. Well, Kanye West, uh, I think it's safe to say, has 
been the center of a lot of conversation in the last week. Uh, but he's having a rough go, according to some people on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. What's the latest trainer? Well, I have a conversation to have with TMZ. That's why we're here today. And it's about a Kanye West story. But here's here's what drew my attention. A headline that went thusly. Kanye West living like a transient, blowing through money. Wow, that's aggressive. It is aggressive, and I think it's trying to paint a picture, and I don't think it's a kind picture to uh, people other than Kanye. But uh, but there's a Kanye story in here, too, and I can tell you now that the Kanye story is saying that he's doing some stuff, that he's not uh, in one place, he's moving around a lot, and he's spending a lot of money. We'll get to that story in a moment, but first, my issue... With TMZ, it's almost as if they could hear the issue that I had because mm. I imagine other people had the issue. Because while the headline was Kanye West living like a transient, blowing through money, it has since been changed. Oh, now what is that often a sign of in uh, tabloid town? Uh, that somebody got to them. What do you mean by that? And was like, change that, or they realized yeah. they offended someone. Yeah, because, like, you know, maybe you could have chosen your words better, because I think right. transient, again, is like this weirdly uh, vague attempt to say that he was... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I want to take so many issues with that alone, mm-hmm. but as if they were aware of that criticism without actually having to voice it, because I didn't call TMZ and they no. didn't change it because of me. Mm-mm. Maybe somebody else had an issue. Like they, Kanye West. Like, or, I don't know, people who want to stand up for uh, the rights of mm-hmm. those who are unhoused. Yeah, true. Okay. Uh, for example, the headline changed to Kanye West living like a vagabond or living a vagabond life, blowing through money. So they changed the term transient mm-hmm. to vagabond. Mm-hmm. Vagabond has a far less specific connotation perhaps? there's like um there's like a, a a choice associated it feels like yeah. with the vagabond lifestyle so i'm like tmz gross okay also then let's get to the story and the story quickly is this kanye west a billionaire yet he's living like and they still use the word transient in the story oh, which tells you because they you didn't because they don't care they didn't they just, do a search and replace yeah Kanye West is a billionaire, yet he's living like a transient with no place to call home. They're saying he's unhoused. Mm-mm. I do not Mm-mm. want to be facetious at the expense of people with uh, who deserve respect. So I am not going to make some really obvious mm-hmm. uh, humor at mm-hmm. the expense of individuals. But I will simply say... No. Is that an apt comparison? <laughs> okay, so here's what they say. Sources close to uh, Ye tell us, as of late, he will rarely stay in the same place for more than a few days, living out of fancy hotels in various rental homes. We're also told that he spends money like it's nothing, recently fronting a ton of cash for his Yeezy show in Paris, and of course, purchasing the alleged, or allegedly purchasing that parlor social media app. Okay. Can I ask you a question? Please. Kanye West is a rich person, right? Mm-hmm. We often call him a billionaire, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Is that unusual behavior for a billionaire? I don't think so. Um, I think actually billionaires staying in fancy hotels. <laughs> what else did you say? Rentals? Yep. And fronting yeah. uh, expensive things. That feels like billionaire is going to billionaire. He spends money like it's nothing. 
I know a lot of billionaires who spend money like it's nothing because they're billionaires. So here's my question for you. <laughs> Why am I yelling? I, you know what I wonder? So yeah, part of what I wonder about that story is who planted that story. Tell me more. Well, there's another headline happening at the same time about Kanye West that Kim Kardashian is not like coming to his aid. Yeah. But that sounds to me like a very Kris Jenner planted, like you would have to know Kanye to know how much he had, how much. I mean, like we all kind of can guess, but like exactly what he's. Yeah. And to have an opinion about it. Yeah. It seems like that might be a Kardashian pushed storyline that's kind of set to like keep it in the public narrative that Kanye West is not doing his best. Yeah, I totally take that point. I think you're absolutely right. It, it, and to me, the, my issue was, right. You're telling me a billionaire is acting like a billionaire. Right. And you're also trying to call him unhoused. Right. Which is, which like I, you're trying to yeah. make him sound like a person that I don't think you're being successful with the narrative you're trying to put out there. Also, your narrative is gross. Yeah. Also, He's a grown billionaire. Yeah. He can spend money wildly. He can wildly. blow through it however let's he pull, wants to. Let's pull the uh, spending habits of like the 10 closest billionaires and see what judgments we'd apply to them. Right. Right. Also, he would not be the only billionaire that's trying to buy some sort yeah. of social media platform. Yeah. I mean, he's he's problematic for a number of reasons. Yeah, but that's... TMZ is trying to do a whole different thing here. Mm, we got more of that after this. Z-Bay. The prescription's on. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them right here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. And we have a name for these celebrities behaving badly. We call them Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. D-bag. My D-bag today is Kevin Spacey. Oh, Ew. he's like all time bing bong. Yeah. He's all time bing bong. Like he's all he's yeah, like no, an all time crown him forever a D-bag. Kevin Spacey breaks down in court, says publicist convinced me to apologize. It was wrong. Oh, geez. OK, so the, for the listener, you might not understand what this means. But <laughs> Kevin Spacey has been in a New York City courtroom facing allegations, actually actual charges lodged by one Anthony Rapp uh, back in 2017 for sexual misconduct that occurred in the 80s. Now, you may or may not remember this, so I will just briefly remind the listening audience that at the time Anthony Rapp brought these allegations forward in 2017, shortly thereafter, Kevin Spacey, uh, tweet, I think he tweeted a uh, an apology. He was like, oh. I don't remember, but I'm gay. Yeah, that and was it's weird. And my life's been hard. It was so bizarre. I remember. I, Oof. But if I did those things, I was drunk and that's not right. And I'm sorry. Essentially, I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. This is not a courtroom. So please don't hold me to that account. But that's roughly right. Yeah, it was super awkward. Sincerest apology for what would have been deeply inappropriate, drunken behavior that he did not recollect. Yeah, it was so weird because it did this strange like pivot where it wasn't really about Anthony Rapp. It was this like sideways coming out situation. And then it circled. It was so awkward. And I remember at the time we thought it was awkward. And if this were the only time we've ever heard of Kevin Spacey behaving in this way, and I'm, I'm like, I'm not going to do a thing where I try to minimize because that would be enough mm-hmm. and that would be horrible. 
And that for Anthony Rapp would be a life changing. And by all accounts, it was, according to him, a life changing experience. But we have since learned about so many other allegations that have been lodged, brought against, attempted to been have been litigated in a courtroom against Kevin Spacey about similar or worse conduct. Right. So Correct. this is even harder to swallow um, uh, when you when you hear him do his. Also, what's weird. So that was like an apology, non-apology. Right. Yeah. Like it was like, I, I'm sorry if it did happen. It didn't. But if it did, I would be really sorry because it would I would have been drunk. And yeah. also I'm gay. Yeah. Which means nothing. 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 That is not an excuse. Yeah. I do think it was an attempt to change the narrative to focus on that thing instead of the other thing. And it was also, remember, deep in because it was just as all of these stories connected to the Me Too and Time's Out movement. Time's Out. Did I say Time's Out? You did. Well, there's actually a Time Out movement, which is a whole separate Uh thing. And my brain went there. It's not processing. What is the Time Out thing? I'll figure that out in a break. Okay. Anyway, back to the story. What I'm saying is that contemporaneous to that apology, non-apology, remember we were in the thick of learning about Harvey Weinstein, yeah. Matt Lauer, and several other bad actors. Mm-hmm. So you had this thing come out and it was like, what is going on? Right? right. Well, in the courtroom, he's now addressing that because people are like, what's up with that? You apologize. Mm-hmm. So you didn't do it. And that's when he, quote, choked up and began to cry. I was being encouraged to apologize by his publicist, says Mm -hmm. Kevin Spacey, and I've learned a lesson, which is never apologize. Okay, this is a grown-ass man saying these words in a courtroom. I think that the second word that you use to describe him is more appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, 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 I didn't mean it like that. I mean, he is one. (laughs) He's just the second word, yeah. Thank you. We're 16. Okay. I was being encouraged to apologize and I've learned a lesson, which is never apologize for something you didn't do. I regret my entire statement. Oh my gosh. He then goes on to cry and say, it's my responsibility. I put it out there. It was really wrong. So it's this is so interesting to me. He goes on to say it was really bad, and I'm deeply sorry. I have to own that. He's not saying it about the behavior. No, he's saying it about the apology. Which was also not an apology, but it was an apology. But he's crying. And so if you wanted to be maniacal, I'm not saying he is. But if I were watching his character on House of Cards in this moment, I might apply some cynical motives behind breaking down and crying and taking responsibility for trying to be too like you know what i'm saying it's like mm-hmm. it's almost like he was saying like i was just trying to do the right thing and i've since learned you shouldn't, shouldn't do try the to right do the thing right thing because people will take advantage of or i don't know again his yeah. motives not mine but this scene just seemed gross in the telling. Yeah, a little acty. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Also, honestly, like, this is a thing. Or am I just being, you know. No, I don't actually. What's interesting, because I think, you know, you said this is a grown-ass man. And I would say the grown part, it, it, he's not acting like it. Because this is honestly a technique I see my kids use sometimes. Because it's a... I mean, my kids are, it's age appropriate for children. You know, it's a, it's a kind of a way to try to get around 
and like test the limits of a conversation where it's like they're going to try to make it about the thing it's not really about and be defiant about that thing as like a distraction from the reality. So that you're like, oh, he's showing incredible emotion about this thing over here. He feels really strongly about this. But we're adults. And so we see through that because that's not how adults behave. Adults have the capacity and the ability to identify what the actual pain point is and then have a discussion about that. But what he's doing is a juvenile act that is so, oh, and it's like maddening. It's acting because you're like, I see through you and I I don't take it seriously because you're trying to tell me you just learned the valuable lesson that you should never apologize for something you didn't do. Who didn't know that after the age of... 16 right 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 like that's not a that's not a lesson you learn it checks notes i don't know how old Mm -hmm. he is 50 60 something no no i he's so gross i now remember this is all in connection with not a criminal lawsuit this is a civil lawsuit Mm -hmm. and anthony rapp is suing him for 40 million dollars in damages And uh, this all goes back to an incident in the 80s. And truthfully, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I don't know how the jury is going to see this. No, and it's also important to remember, like, the burden of proof is different. Like, they're totally. not trying to prove that it happened. It doesn't need to be proved beyond a reasonable doubt. Right. It simply needs to be that uh, you are more likely to believe Anthony Rapp mm-hmm. than you're likely to believe Kevin Spacey. Right. Like, who made the better case, yeah. I think, is my reading. Again, not a lawyer, Mm-mm. but to your point, it's not beyond a reasonable doubt. Right. And oh, he, ugh, and I just, the thing that I have the hardest time with is imagining Anthony Rapp in the room watching that performance. Knowing that Anthony Rapp has also said that this incident, wherein a grown Kevin Spacey sexually assaulted him mm-hmm. at the age of 14, mm-hmm. was, quote, the most traumatic single event of my life. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I would have a really hard time listening to somebody in, I probably would not be allowed on that jury, Mm-mm. but you know, if I saw Kevin Spacey start to tear up, I'd be like, really? Do you have to, I don't know the truth. I don't know the answer to this. I've not yet been on a jury. Do you have to like, can, can do you have to not emote? Because um, I'd be staring the jury darts time that I, him. The jury I was going to be on, I was dismissed from, meaning I didn't, you know, I, I it wasn't determined whether I was going to serve mm-hmm. before I, like, so it was decided before I got there. But from my very minor uh, moment, you can do whatever you, I mean, okay. you, you can't, like, get up and. Because <laughs> like, I do, would be stink-eyeing him, like, crazy. I think you can stink-eye. I might even do like a fake pity <laughs> you can do that. darn it maybe I just an eyebrow art yeah, the judge here. might be like uh juror number 36 yeah. i'd be like great hey, performance can you wonderful uh, dial it back a little bit <laughs> i believe it no but like i think oh. it would be okay to be like you know give the eye come like, on what right because i just that's... because also you know he's an actor yes and he's acting yeah I mean, listen, I'm not there. I just am saying that feels like a very acty. And actually, he probably was coached by his lawyer to do that. And trust when I say everybody's innocent till proven guilty. 
He deserves the same justice that everybody else deserves. We do not know. We were not there. But I, my spidey senses would always be up if an actor is called on yeah. and is overly emotional in yes. their testimony as a result. Yes. And that would apply to anybody. Right. That would go into my calculations. Now, right. Kevin Spacey is a little different because, yeah, we weren't there. We don't know. Everybody's innocent but f- until proven guilty. But we also have to know in the court of public opinion that this is not the first time he's been accused of this kind of behavior. Remember, right. he has been accused of like grabbing people's personal parts. Mm-hmm. Um, credibly accused mm-hmm. of grabbing people's personal uh, parts, uh, you know, asking for sex in inappropriate situations, like in workplace settings. And other uh, other accusers have uh, been thwarted from continuing the legal process for various slightly suspicious reasons, right? So there's like this weird precedent for him not getting to the place where he has to be on the stand. And now here he is on the stand and we're seeing this like strange emo- emotional experience. Mm. There is also the, I don't know. We don't have time, but it's, I encourage you if you are fascinated at all by this case or you would like to be disgusted, feel free. The variety uh, article in particular has a sort of full accounting of how this all went down. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I super duper want to talk about who my D-bag is. So we're going to talk oh God, about... I'm sorry. No, I totally no, no, no. forgot we were it's doing that. It's all good. Let's just do yours. It's going to be... It's another large conversation yeah. uh, that we will have when we return after this about who my D-bag is. And I'll just tell you who it is when we come back on My Talk 1071. Thanks, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hello. This is like the scandal that wrapped up in the fastest amount of time. Uh, and it is uh, my D bag. Let's uh, do a little D bag here. That didn't sound Presenting right. you know I mean. Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D-bag? James Corden. Oh, that guy. But actually, also James Corden. Not okay. going out to dinner with him anytime soon. No. Okay, so here's... Oof. Now, I'll tell you honestly, the thing that, like... I saw the name of the restaurant named in this story, and that's why I clicked on it, because... I just was in New York and ate at this restaurant. So I was Ooh, like, oh, fancy. what's this thing about Balthazar? Right? And it's all about Were how... Were you a D-bag when you went to Balthazar? Uh, Sounds like a nightclub from the 70s. I honestly don't even know how you can be a D-bag at Balthazar. First of all, it's like an amazing restaurant, but also it's super crowded and super loud. And the waiters and waitresses are working their faces off. And if you have even an ounce of respect, you realize like they're like working very hard like you don't want to get in their way you're just like thank you for doing all of the things that you do for me here thank you thank you and thank you but apparently that is not yeah also you're just not a jerk well that too also i'm not james corden because here's what he did now this was reported in an instagram uh in an instagram post by keith mcnally who's the owner he owns many restaurants in new york but balthazar is one of the kind of like hot spots yeah. uh in soho okay so here's what he says uh james corden is a hugely gifted comedian but a tiny cretin of a man oh, i love this i love i loved the the use of cretin I know. this is a man after my own heart right and the most abusive customer to my balthazar servers since the restaurant opened 25 years ago. Okay, that's big. That's, that's a, a huge statement, right? Yeah. I don't I often... I love that he posted this. Oh. 
alongside a picture of James Corden. Not the most flattering. Also, it's cap. like a picture of a picture yeah. of James Corden. I don't often 86 a customer to today. I 86 Corden. I did not. It, it did not make me laugh. Here are two examples of the funny man's treatment of my staff. And he lays out for you two managers reports about James Corden that absolutely make him look like a complete and total D-bag. In June, James Corden was here at table 61. Okay. After eating his main course, he sh- he finished the course and then showed a hair to the manager like this was in my food. And then he uh, the manager was apologetic. And then he said, get us another round of drinks this second and also take care of all of our drinks so far. This way I can... I. This way, I write any nasty reviews in Yelp or anything like probably that. This what? way, I won't. This way, I he won't. Probably just there were he a couple a word. of yeah. It then, was clear that he was writing this in a hurry. Oh yeah, the second one uh, comes from an October 9th. So this was just recently. Yeah, this is probably what broke the camels. Exactly. Uh, he and his wife were eating outside at Balthazar, and his wife ordered an egg yolk omelet with Gruyere cheese and salad. Well, apparently, James called the server over. Wait, an egg, egg yolk, yolk omelet. omelet. So yes. she only wanted egg yolks? Who Just does egg that? yolk. Celebrity's going to celebrity. Oh, God. So she orders this, and then James calls the server over and is like, there is egg white in my egg yolk omelet. Ew. Go Change it right now, basically, he said. Okay. So they went, and uh, they remade the omelet. And then this time they brought it with the normal side, which is like fries or like um, home fries. Home fries. Yeah. Like a brunchy thing. Right. And he lost his you know what James Corden did. He began he began yelling like crazy. The server. You can't do your job. You can't do your job. Maybe I should go in the kitchen and cook the omelet myself. But he said it in British. So it probably sounded fancy. You can't do your job. (laughs) You can't do your job. Anyway, then as a way to like kind of make good on things the server uh brought champagne free champagne to smooth things out and then james corden was pleasant to the server who brought over the champagne but not the one who had brought the omelet so okay so got it right these are th- that sounds like a terrible customer so this was all written by yeah, so keith mcnally we, yesterday that's what we all learned yesterday that james corden is oh by the way we already knew anyway go ahead. we did but then at the end of, the, but sometime last night, James Corden personally, knowing, of course, that this was going to be a tarnish on his image, no doubt, called Keith McNally and effusively apologized to him such that Keith McNally has now come out and said, I have forgiven him. I am a person who has bleeped up more than once in my life. And That's as nice such, I will I will extend the same amount of grace to James Corden. He is no longer right. 86 from my restaurant. Okay. And we are friends and we're and he will be my children's godparent. I'm just kidding. I made that part up. My point is this. I appreciate that James Corden apologized. I don't know how authentic it was, but that is between the two of them. And I think that Keith McNally seems like a lovely, gracious person. That is a wonderful thing to extend that kind of forgiveness to James Corden. However, those two stories, I don't care who you are. That is not how you treat people. And it seems to me, I don't care what kind of bad day you're having. That is above and beyond. Yeah, uh, like, you know, and other people have said this, so I'm not like the first person to say this. Um, 
he's probably just upset that he got caught or like it's like apologetic he he remedied the situation because he was called out on social media and i something tells me if you did this once Mm -hmm. if this was a one-off and keith mcnally brought this to the world's attention i'd be like well look maybe it was his worst day we've all been there we've all been short in ways we shouldn't Mm -hmm. we've all cut people off or i will speak for myself I have had bad, horrible, terrible, no good, very bad days. Yes. And I have treated people in ways that I have regretted and have apologized for. But usually I'm aware Mm -hmm. and my goal in life is to try to anticipate that awareness so that I can address the issues Mm -hmm. like after the fact, if I can, hopefully within the moment. But if not, go back, say, you know, that wasn't my best self. I'm sorry. Right. He didn't do that. No. He only did that because they called him out on social media. Exactly. And so I would be like, and it's uh, Keith McNally, that's super awesome that he was a generously kind human being and decided to let him back into his private private establishment, even though he had absolutely no obligation to do so. And that's great for the, their relationship personally. But guess what? Uh, it doesn't change anything for James Corden's Mm-mm. reputation because Mm-mm. now every time he walks into a restaurant, people are going to know it's that guy. At the because same time. Know- for nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. 